0: I
1: mean, it's Hi, you're listening to Brains On,
2: a show featuring awesome kids and the stuff that makes kids awesome. Today is all about music. We have some questions What is harmony exactly? What does it take to be a great rapper? How does sound travel? We'll answer all these questions and more. Keep listening. It's time to get our brains
0: on. We're gonna get our smart on. Fire up your neurons. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time! time. Brains
2: on I'm Molly Bloom and here with me today is Joe Heyman. Welcome, Joe! Hi Molly. Thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I am 12. I turned 13 in eight days. Happy birthday. Thank you.
2: So I understand that you are a musician.
1: Yes, I play trombone and bass guitar. I started playing trombone in fourth grade.
2: And how did you start? How does the process of learning to play trombone go?
1: Well, first, you need to kind of, like, know how to play it, and you need to buzz your lips in the mouthpiece first, and then you have to learn the notes, and the hardest part is moving the slide into different positions, because you have to hit, it like, the exact position, or it sounds strange, so that's quite hard.
2: So how does how do they teach you how to do that?
1: Well, they kind of just teach you different notes and what positions they're in, and then they'll give you, like, a sheet that shows you all the positions on the slide,
2: so basically, then your arm just kind of knows where to go for a different note. Yeah, so it's kind of like muscle memory at a certain point. Yes. Cool. And so then the buzzing in the mouthpiece. What does that motion feel like?
1: Um, I don't know. It's, it's easier to do it with a mouthpiece. Mm. On the it just sounds strange when you don't have a mouth.
2: I want to hear what it sounds like without the mouthpiece. <laughs> cool. And so how do you do that? You press your lips together and kind of blow while your lips are still together? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not a trombone player, clearly. Um, so what is your favorite kind of music to listen to?
1: Uh, I like punk rock, I like the Clash and the Ramones. And you said you also play bass guitar. Yeah. When did you start learning bass guitar? When I was 10, I got it for my 10th birthday. I, I learned the bass a little bit after trombone.
2: So which was easier to learn at first, would you say?
1: i say the trombone was easier to learn, but then it gets harder as you start playing harder stuff.
2: If you were kind of learning the two instruments at the same time, did you look forward to practicing
1: one more than another? Yes, I liked practicing the bass a lot more.
2: Why, why do you think that
1: was? Well, because then um, my bass teacher, he lets me bring in my own music, and then he just teaches it to me. So I got to practice the songs that I liked to practice i was in a school band with the trombone so i didn't get to choose what songs now i'm excited because we finally got a song that i really wanted was the final countdown so we get to play that one
2: excellent so how does that go for people who don't know it
1: that one's the one that's like
2: So there's a program at the North Minneapolis YMCA that teaches kids how to rap, and it's called Beats and Rhymes. We visited there to see what the key is to be a great rapper, and it turns out there's one thing that you can do that will automatically boost your rhyming skills.
3: They be like A L V O N T A E, and I ain't no DVD, homie. You can't play me. Swag to the maximum. That's the crew specialty. You say heard you're looking for like... candy, man. If your boss need work, call me. I'm the handyman. Make the t- cool, competition. Go with
0: my hands in my pockets. Oh my pants, Kaki's is what we call. A B C, one two three. I even know six because two times three. Finish, Channa Cruz. What's on America direct TV? Done
3: did it all. Do we know what wrong is? And you're falling down for your beliefs. I mean, do you know what strong is? Make haste and we'll get ahead. Wrong turn and your hopes dead. Never regret your truth, but you regretting everything you said. Why though? Break bread and you've murdered. Hate right into me. The one thing that has is first year sure lost America's dignity. Oh. P- Like, if you don't have a big vocabulary, most likely you're going to repeat everything that you said. And then the fans will pick up on that. And they'll be like, oh, he's not very good at rapping because he says the same thing in a lot of his verses. So I think, yeah, like, if you got to know your vocab, I think it'll make rapping way easier. Well, when I was in about eighth grade my mom used to make me read a dictionary because she knows that i want to be a rapper and so she would like pick words that i have to find them and then write the definition like a hundred times and then so that helped me increase my vocabulary me i like to read a lot like i started reading when i was four like my bookshelf is full of books like i love it I was watching an interview on like Eminem did and he said like he would just open the dictionary and just read words like he would just you know just keep reading every single day and I did that for the longest time I would just open the dictionary every single day and just write down a new word that I didn't know before and I would just keep going and then when it came to rhyming I'd be like oh yeah this means that yeah like I love I love reading like it's just it's cool.
2: That was Mika, Eric, and Alvante offering some advice about what it takes to be a good rapper. We also heard them rapping earlier along with Anthony and Christopher. And that was Christopher's beatboxing you heard as well. And we're going to hear a song from Beats and Rhymes in just a little bit. So, Joe, you're in a band named Everest. What kind of music do you guys play?
1: Well, we used to play just Beatles music, and now we're playing, you know, other stuff too. Do
2: you guys write your own songs?
1: Uh, we're going to do that eventually, but not yet.
2: For rap music the words are pretty key to the whole thing. The, the beats are really important, too, but the, the rhymes are pretty much in the spotlight. So the music that your band plays, mm-hmm. would you say you're more interested in the lyrics or the music?
1: Oh, well, personally, I prefer the music to the lyrics because I'm not really the lead singer. I'm the backup. So when you are
2: playing with a group of people, like in your band, yeah. what is the importance, would you say, of listening
1: we kind of have to listen to everything to make sure that we're not, like, going too fast or too slow. So
2: what, what what advice would you give to someone who is also interested in starting a band?
1: Well, really, you have to find people that you work well with together. And because if you, you're you with some people that you don't really know, it's not going to work out as good because then you're not as good of friends, so you don't get along as well, maybe. So you really want somebody that you're good friends with and that you listen to and take their ideas to.
2: Speaking of listening, it's time for the mystery sound. sound. Here it is.
1: Any guesses? It sounded like a strange recorder, maybe? That is an excellent guess, but not
2: quite. So while you're mulling that over, the brains on players are here to explain how it is that
0: we're able to hear music at all. On Earth, when you scream, it sounds like this. But in space, no one can hear you scream. That's because in space, there is no air, and sound needs air or some other substance to travel. And now, for a brief explanation.
4: How sound travels.
0: Sound starts when you make a noise, like when Mark plays the drums. Hit it, Mark. (laughs) Nice. Now, when Mark hits that drum, the drum vibrates. Basically, it goes wiggle, 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 just a little. And all around that drum is air. And when the drum wiggles, it bumps into that air.
2: Oh, excuse me.
0: And that bump makes the air wiggle, too. Wiggle,
3: wiggle, 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 wiggle. And because it's wiggling, that air bumps
0: into more air.
3: Excuse me.
0: And they both start to wiggle, and they bump more air. Look out! And that air wiggles, and on and on and on, until the vibration from that drum travels like a wiggling wave of air. We call it a sound wave, and when that sound wave reaches your ear. Your ear feels it and realizes it's hearing something. Brain, we're getting an incoming sound down here. All right, translate it and send it on. up. Roger, brain. Over and out. Then your ear decodes the wiggle and sends the message to the brain that it just heard Mark playing the drums. Ah, nice
1: drumming, Mark.
0: All of that happens in the blink of an eye. That's because sound travels fast, almost 350 meters a second. The further away you are, the longer it takes sound to reach you. That's why you see lightning first and hear thunder later. It takes a few seconds for all those wiggling air particles to travel from the lightning to your ear. Sound can also travel through water, through walls, through metal, even through jello, all by making the particles of those things wiggle. So now you know how sound works. And with that, take it away, Mark.
2: Back to the mystery sound. Let's hear it again. Do you want to hear a hint?
1: Sure.
4: You move your hand closer and further. Up and down, if you're the same distance, won't change the note.
1: Oh, I know what it is. Isn't it like a hand organ or something? I don't really remember what it's called, but it's like you move your hand up and down and like around a stick of metal, and then it makes a different sound.
2: Yes, you are extremely close. And I think actually you'd be really good at playing this as a trombone player because I tried playing it and it was ugly, let me tell you. But you'd be really good. I would love to hear you play it actually. (laughs) So that instrument is called a theremin and it's named for the Russian scientist who invented it. It's been used in soundtracks... Pop music. And it's an instrument that is played without ever actually touching it. And that clip of me playing the theremin really, really poorly was recorded at the Pavik Museum of Broadcasting, where I got to talk to Steve Raymer about how this instrument works.
4: Where the action takes place is with these two antennas there's a vertical whip antenna, and then there's a horizontal loop antenna. Um, the horizontal loop is the volume control and the vertical whip is the pitch control. It changes the notes. And it takes two hands to play a theremin. Uh, the right hand plays the notes, the left hand adjusts the volume. Closer is higher and then if you touch it, it... That's what happens if you touch it. <laughs> Our bodies, which do conduct electricity can act like the plate of a capacitor when brought into the electric field that surrounds the theremin's antenna. A capacitor is essentially two conductors, two metal plates separated by something that doesn't conduct, either air or some kind of insulator. Uh, The antenna is actually part of an oscillator circuit that we detune when we get close to it, and the closer we get, the more we detune the signal.
1: That sounds like what they would use to make, like, that alien music. The funny thing is, is that, you know, that
2: instrument sounds really science fiction-y, like it should be in a movie about aliens. Uh But the instrument itself was actually invented in the 1920s. So it's actually, you know, it's a newer instrument, but it's Uh not that new. So since that's sort of the instrument of the future, Uh what do you think the next instrument of the future will be?
1: I think they're going to create an instrument that you don't even need to touch. You just, like, put some things on your ears or something, or on your forehead, and then you just think about what you want to play, and then you just kind of, it plays it.
2: So it's, like, one step removed from the theremin. You don't even have to move your body at all. It's just all in your brain.
1: Or it's, like, air guitar, except it's, like, you plug it into an amp, or you put something on, like, your hands, and then you just play what you'd think it would be, and then it'd be like you have a guitar, except you don't have a guitar.
2: That would be awesome. It
1: would be awesome. See, it started way back when. It was such a thrill. It got yeah. discovered yeah. by the man on a hundred dollar bill. His Real. name was Benjamin Real. Franklin, and he was one of the greatest. inventors of his time, and that's the reason why he's famous. Okay. It was 1752 on the stormy, stormy night. He found himself a Incite, we'll it was so tight and it was striking by lightning—it was so exciting—and the world has not been the same since. It's quite a nice thing if it wasn't for electricity, we wouldn't have the energy to record these songs. The most important part of the recipe, so Glenn, flip that switch so we could power up. Pro Tools, this stuff is so cool.
2: You can find more songs from the Beats and Rhymes program at ynrichkids.com.
5: Testing one, two, testing. Brains
0: Brains on. Brains on. Brains on. Brains on. Brains on.
1: Brains on music.
2: Now it's time to talk about arguably the oldest instrument, the human voice.
1: Petra Hayden recently released a record of famous movie soundtracks made up of nothing but layers of her own voice.
2: Our friend Mark Sanchez spoke with her about how harmony works.
5: Harmony, it starts with a chord, which is a key of, of notes. There's eight notes in a chord. Like a, a C chord would, would be... So you got your root note, which is ba and the last note, which is an octave higher, which is ba And so you have all those notes in between. And if you number them, it's a lot easier to understand like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> it started when I was probably maybe even younger than seven. I I used to sing a lot with my sisters in, in the house we would sing harmonies all the time um uh sing songs and one of us would would pick the root note and one of us would be the middle and the other would be the the high harmony and it was something that just came so natural to us that we we loved doing it and we used to sing and play our instruments so, if you want to sing a a third, you sing the one and the three, which is ba ba so that's I'm skipping to number two, which is ba ba ba, so you sing ba ba so together. Can I,
3: tra- can I try number one and sing yes. number
5: three of course bah. Bah. exactly Pretty close, yeah. So
3: that's, so that's a one and a three.
5: Yeah, exactly. That's a major third. Another way, an easy way to learn harmony is if you sing a song in round. Can you sing Row, Row, Row Your sure. Boat? Sure. I'll give it a shot.
3: Row, Row, Row Your Boat gently down row, the stream. Row,
5: Row, Row Your Boat merrily, gently merrily, down the merrily, stream. Merrily, life is but merrily, a dream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Think of it in terms of numbers mm-hmm. and. Um, harmony is really created by playing more than one note at a time and these notes can be understood by how the relationship to the root note with all the other notes. It's always easy for us to learn a melody of a song, but learning to sing a harmony can be difficult sometimes because all the different notes are going on at the same time. And it has to be precise, too. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and you know it if it's not.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone will make a sour face. <laughs> like, whoa, what was, where did that come from?
3: So, what you do a lot is you make music with your voice. Um, can you tell me what, uh, is that a cappella? Can you tell me what that is?
5: It's singing without any instruments playing in the background. So, what we were doing is a cappella.
3: You're doing a lot with your mouth and your throat. Do you do any sort of exercises (laughs) to keep that instrument in shape?
5: Yeah. uh, Sometimes I sing, you know, the octave below while I'll sing an A or like... uh, 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 uh. Ah! I can't do it right (laughs) now, but but I'll, I'll just do that in another room to not bother anyone. Um, <laughs> if I sing a song that has lots of quick notes, I'll try to just do and It's it's kind of hard to do, especially yeah. now as you could hear, because uh, I haven't been practicing <laughs> which I will when I get home, but it does help a lot with performing um, mm-hmm. and also just doing things like with your mouth, like, blah, even just going like, blah, blah.
3: <laughs> it kind of stretches your it, mouth
5: out. Yeah, so that helps your mouth not feel so tense and crazy. You know, if, if practicing music, if you're starting an instrument or you're starting to sing and you get frustrated, just keep doing it because that frustration will pass, and it, it is fun. It will be fun. And don't worry about what anyone thinks of how you're playing or how you're singing. Be true to yourself and just sing how you want to sing, and you'll be glad you did. That's all for this
1: episode of Brains On. This episode was produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. Many thanks to J.T. Evans, Alicia Johnson, Lisa Heyman, Peter Clowney, Steve Raymer, Curtis Gilbert, Anna Weggle, Tom Reed, Tom Weber, Christina Alderman, and the Walker Art Center. Eric Ringham and Chrissy Peace. And thanks, Joe. Thanks, Molly.
2: to BrainsOn.org for more
0: episodes and other fun stuff.